This week, we're going to talk about Evil 2019 and Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Last Thing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Toffee, and joining me are... 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. And Evil Champion, Shafiq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sure, job's going to be extremely fucking that, yes. dated by the time this comes out. Yeah. Evil 2019 champion. <laughs> if we're gonna date it, might as well date it. Yeah. Yes, I am uh, the the world heavyweight grand champion of the world of podcasting. <laughs> what? That'd be speed, cool. Speed, speed podcasting. Yes. Yeah. Speed podcasting. Sure. So you just have to like beat Joe Rogan's head into a brick oh, wall man, to get that, it. That grand finals with the three of us had to do three hour like talk sessions. I had. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about Evil 2019, which just happened over the weekend, and by the oh, time yes. you hear it, it's been a week over. So yes, I know. Uh, yeah, um, we suck at upload times, whatever. whatever. Deal with it. Okay, and also, we were talking about uh, probably the best excuse for uh, putting these two guys in a movie. We got Hobbs and Shaw, Jason Statham, and The Rock. Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne, Rock, no, Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Rock the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> no, no, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> what, now. Wait, wait, what, what is his official name under the Screen Actors Guild? Eh? What do you think? Probably Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson? Probably it Dwayne is Dwayne Johnson, Johnson yeah. yeah. That's oh. why... Yeah. yeah, like once he stopped doing WWE movies, he kept on being like billed as Dwayne Johnson. Because I think, like, because uh, what McMahon will own the rights to your character. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he can't be called The Rock outside of uh, WWE. Hmm. I think that happened around 2003. It, it happened oh, around so. the time when we realized he was too big of his britches and, like, yeah, like, he's not, he doesn't want to do WrestleMania anymore. When did he start becoming, like, the big, like, temple, uh, like, staple for summer movies like 2011 or even earlier but way that. before that way well, before no, like that. he wasn't uh, lost up by, like, as he Dwayne was Johnson. in the Scorpion King I know as like for tag 10 minutes yeah which was enough to spin him off speaking of spin-offs mm. yeah he had Scorpion King 1 and he was so big for his britches he didn't even come back for part 2 3 or 4 <laughs> <laughs> well to be honest we had there was 4 Scorpion Kings I think Walking he's smart tall, enough yeah. to we've had more Scorpion Kings than Spider-Man he's smart <laughs> enough to walk away back then he was smart enough to walk away from uh, I pray to God we don't have to do much money I would say this, uh, maybe I can, I will say this, uh, his uh, meteoric rise to fame started with the rundown, him and mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Sean William Scott, that was the, the first time people saw him and thought like, okay, this guy could be an action star, but I think the first time people saw him and thought that this guy is bankable because he can do anything was in... Uh, the Mummy 2. No, the no, Mummy Be Cool. Oh, Be Cool. When right, he was right. in Be Cool, when he played the bodyguard to Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Weezy. <laughs> <laughs> twinkle twinkle I was like yeah, he's got the range and everything yeah, yeah. you know he played yeah, a stuff. gay bodyguard who was just desperate to be an actor in Hollywood and like this guy you know I think that was the moment where he can do no wrong actually he can do a lot of wrong but people still pay money he's done plenty of yeah, wrong he's done plenty of wrong I watched that Baywatch uh, remake uh, you watched Sky- Sky- Skyscraper Jumanji I yeah, got very drunk after Baywatch to try and forget that I watched it <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did we all did yeah. woke yeah. up in a pool of your own vomit with the rock <laughs> tattooed on your head oh god <laughs> So anyway, um, if you're gonna pick one tattoo, at least make it the Brahma Bull tattoo. The Brahma Bull on his ass. <laughs> He's been branded by the Rock, son. <laughs> so I mean, shall we go straight into the Rock, or shall we talk about um, a little-known tournament <laughs> that we video game hits oh, yeah, here that, that pay tiny, attention to? That tiny little thing that uh, took up all of Mandalay Bay <laughs> again this year. What's yes, it called? It did. So yeah. like Evo. Uh, yes, the Evolution Championship Tournament 2019, or Evo for short. Yeah. So, uh, John, your highlights. My highlights for this fighting game tournament, it's definitely, I guess, 
Choose one, Maybe, then okay, I have okay, another okay. one. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 of course. Um, Samurai Showdown, that's for sure. What? Even though, the most effectively no, no. boring game of all time. <laughs> well, for an old school player like me... And, and an old school player well, like me. Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely you. I kind of like the whole patience kind of thing going on with Samurai Showdown, like for part one and part two. So seeing these two players, like, you know, especially the commentary, like being worried about whether who's going to press the button, <laughs> who's going to parry one, one, one other and everything. so fucking dull. It, like, you know why it worked in the film Hero? Because you interspersed like the actual like imagined fight happening whilst they were staring at each other. This is a fighting game, sir. Okay. Exactly. You can't have this shit. You know, but you know what they could have done, right? It's like, as I was watching the, the grand finals, like I was thinking, right, you know what would be fun if the cameraman would do some artistic shots and do some quick like crash zooms into players' faces or tights around their eyes to make it really feel like a samurai flick. And it's like And that's the thing, it's like I was watching this turn uh, this tournament and I was thinking to myself, Yeah, Samurai Showdown remake is kinda dull. <laughs> like, I don't think I guess from someone who's been playing it a bit, it felt a bit more exciting about the decisions, infiltration and uh, Kazunoko. I mean like it takes guys of that caliber to make this kind of game interesting at all because it's like if you were watching pools, it was basically a lot of a lot of blocking. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. <laughs> a lot I of pools standing totally. just outside range and just because like Samurai Showdown game I mean I would say it's not as bad as uh I th- I can't remember the name of the game. Was it Battle Area Toshinden which had one touch death moves? No, no, yeah, no. it's Toshinden. I remember. I think it was that. Like, like games like this is like you make one mistake, you pay with it for the entire game, Oof. because you you die in a hit. But when I see something like this, I was like, you know what? The duels in movies are fun to watch. True, because you have character development, because you have stakes, because you have premise. You have editing and editing and probably, editing a lot of editing. You know, yeah. yeah watching a, a fighting game version of that is like, ugh, I don't know. I mean, I've stated repeatedly that I'm not a fan of the remake, though I get why it exists. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, you know what? It's nice to see something that is I would say has that purist mentality. Mm. But also this is same, this game has it in spades. It has it in spades, like yep. And also much like say Virtual Fighter, which is to me the most perfectly balanced fighting game of all time. It's also kind of dull to watch because there's yeah, no yeah. There's, there's no feeling of tension because like yeah every everybody's perfectly matched, everything matters so it becomes like you know there's no comeback there's no variety it feels actually for Justin Wong's case as well as uh, oh, Alex Y.E., there is a bit yeah. of a comeback considering that on the second and the third round your Isen lightning blade attack actually deals way more damage than in the first round which I think is ridiculous but also yeah, the same yeah. thing so that elite, which means a one hit kills like, yes yeah. it's nothing but one hit kills but yeah I don't know I mean I was really hoping for Samurai Shodown Remake to be closer to the likes of like say Samurai Shodown 4 and 3 which I know are broken as well but they're way more exciting to watch because I mean what's the one thing that people look forward to when they go to fighting game tournaments is to see combos Lots of the combos. Yeah, yeah. and so you watch them like Samurai Showdown, like, yeah, it's just people slashing, blocking, and you get hit once, you're dead. <laughs> and parrying as well. Like, so basically, you gotta read the other guy's mind whether it's gonna attack or poke you or just give you a I mean, like, face. think of it this way. If you're playing maybe rock, paper, scissors, yeah, exciting as fuck. Watching two guys play it? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I guess as a spectacle thing, I can definitely agree with you on that. So it's kind of like also yeah. like chess. Like I appreciate that it's very um, yeah. difficult and very hard to concentrate on. But fuck me, I'd rather watch literally anything else. You'd rather watch pain. Yeah, you'd rather right? have, have, have explosions in chess. Yeah. If, uh, if chess had explosions. You know, or at least that Star Wars monster chess that they play on the holiday. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. yes. Or how about hardcore chess? Like every time you lose a pawn, you lose a finger. <laughs> that would really make it interesting. But if you lose 10 pieces, how do you play the game anymore? But then you become like the hammer from the boys. 
Yeah, Groundhog. The big thing stuff. Yeah, Groundhog. Wait, have you ever started reading the comics? Yet? Oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the boys because we did promise a spoilerful review. Yeah, okay, we gave you all two weeks. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> okay, but um, I mean, besides that, um, what else did you love about Samurai Shodown? Uh, okay, the fact that there were also like, I mean, there were, apart from the announcement, I mean, the, the new characters and the stuff that's going on with that. Um, yeah, the, the seeing Justin Wong, Alex Valle just basically poking their way out to, to victory <laughs> was pretty Literally. fun. Literally. Yeah, yeah, they were basically like, you can, they cannot make a single move. Like, so you're wondering what they're going to do next. Like, and the countdown of the clock is actually ticking downwards. And also, there was this one match with uh, Infiltration, and I believe it's... Not the Grand Finals? Which guy was it? Uh, JJJZJZ, uh, using Charlotte. Okay. Um, there was basically a match where they basically made time stop. Like, when the clock reached zero, one, each of them actually broke out their rage explosions, which basically made time stop. Mm-hmm. And while, that, while the meter is slowly being drained, they have to figure out... They're gonna Eastern each other. They're gonna poke each other. They're that gonna was kind of hype for a hot yeah, second. Yeah, it was really hype. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll agree to that. So, my turn. God okay, damn. Go ahead. Pakistan is Tekken World Champion. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> Arslan Ash, you know what? I want to hear this, the full story. I want to hear how this poor kid managed to figure out a passport into the US in this day and age. Oh, yeah. And not only that, take part in EVO and run a train on everybody from Japan, Korea, America, China. This is like, Didn't he do it last time as well? No, he did it in Evo Japan. Japan. So yeah, he only yeah. fought Asians. Yeah. So America was like, how good is he? That good! Yes. <laughs> and, and, the, and the thing is, best grand finals ever because it's him versus, I would say, this is his true arch nemesis, Ni. So, I mean, for all of you guys who don't know, Ni is hands down the best Tekken player in the world, hands down, according to his tournament records. Yeah. Now, Arslan Ash has only appeared in one major event, which is Evo Japan. Which is enough to qualify him for this event, and you know what? I'm probably I'm pretty sure like through community spirit and everybody in the village pitching in, like they managed to pay for the visa and the flight and the hotel or whatever it took to get him there. And the bribe to the TSA to not give him a cavity search. Whatever, you know. What, what's inside there? Uh, buttons and a joystick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't check this in anyway. <laughs> Ah, okay. But besides that, it's like, I mean, I've been, uh, we have been paying attention to this boy ever since his amazing run at Evo Japan. So going against the best of Asia proves one thing. How are you against the world, sir? Mm-hmm. And by God, did he he ran a train. It's like, he was unstoppable and very, yes. Literally, and it's right up to the grand finals, watching him and me. And like, legendarily, when he, uh, Arslan Ash took Evo Japan, me and the entire Korean Tekken division went to Pakistan to train. Damn. Because they were like, we have never seen this fight style before. We have to master it because this could be our break into like, you know, being the most dominant uh, country when it comes to Tekken. And yeah, like when uh, you watched any other tournament out- after Evo Japan, right? Korea was just smashing folks because nobody... It was Korean aggression plus Pakistan defense, which is this amazing hybrid that nobody saw before and it just took the game and just watching it to a whole new level because I would say like uh, when you watch a Tekken game it is way more entertaining even if you don't understand what's going on because it's like watching yeah. it's it's full on this is this is like a boxing match people seem to be flailing arms here and there 
but you get the hype, you get the emotion. And especially when the tiger comes out. Especially yeah, when yeah, the tiger comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially you're just basically seeing people throwing ones and threes until you land a combo. That's when the juggling happens. Yeah. And, and like I up. love the Arston Ash mind games because like everybody was expecting him to do his standard spacing and defense, right? Yeah. And for this grand finals, he took everyone by surprise. He played super aggressive and nobody expected that. Yeah. Everybody was ready to like, okay, we need to counter his blocks. He's going to duck this. He's going to dodge around that. So they're all trying to be evasive around him. And then he just starts slamming people and people like, the fuck is going on here? Oh, so he's not a one-track pony. He's nope. smart. Oh, no, he is w- not. He's not. I would say this, right? Maybe this is also maybe some of that uh, Pakistani cunning strategy where he's like, oh, you think I can only block? Huh. <laughs> Wait till I get angry. No, he didn't get angry. He was smiling all the way. <laughs> I would say like, like, the casual smile of a serial killer. All the way to like- grand finals. <laughs> So, I think this is the first time you also see him using geese as like a counter pick for some of the for other Jack, characters. For Jack, right? Yeah, the, yeah that yeah. match versus Anakin. I was like, oh, USA versus Pakistan. Mm, now this is what I want to see. And everybody was kind of like, because Anakin disrespected me by teabagging him during one of the, the fights. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, like, who's this American asshole like giving shade to one of the greatest Tekken players of all time right, just to get attention? And then like, oh hey, here's his friend Arslan from Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> and he got wrecked I was like saying like I mean he didn't stand the chance and it's like the the difference between say top 3 to top 1 and top 2 right is like you can see the, that 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 stratospheric distance between the likes of me Arslan Ash and the rest of the world mm. yeah yeah and I was like alright Tekken whatever part 8 is gonna look like or if they're gonna do another Tekken tag it's like okay incorporate more of this because the thing is Arslan has redefined the game in a way not only did he develop a new fight style and a new play style that nobody's ever seen before and it just took everybody by surprise but also made it like very very evident like this shit works this is it's not a bug it's not a glitch like this is how you can play the game differently and it opened everybody's eyes up it's like we need to design around that too yeah it's like okay so how do we incorporate it because I think the problem with Tekken is it can be kind of dull when it's two very defensive people or two very aggressive people but then like seeing this new hybrid style it's like um, don't do a DLC don't do any season pass no 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 we need to make a new game around this this fight style and then we need to try and see what is the next like what how can we take this to the next level when did the last Tekken come out? Tekken 7's been around for almost 5 years right? 2014, 15 I want to say that because it came out of the arcade yeah, first I suspect yeah. maybe sometime next year or year after we'll see a new one but there's been no announcements because Harada was basically there just to give out the, the trophies right? oh and uh, announced season 3 of course and, announced and they're that. announcing like more characters and like okay that's uh, cool that they're doesn't bring... mean that they're not going to make another one soon because often with game development you hear nothing about stuff that's been in development for years and years and years true that and especially when it comes to Japanese game yeah, development plus like there's two new consoles coming out next year so yeah you know, you're better maybe, off not announcing yeah. anything until that's holding out sure. yeah. for that but I yeah. think at, I, I would say that. Yeah. at this point of time Tekken is the games to watch like definitely mm. finally somebody has entered the scene which has not only made it entertaining spectacular but at the same time is like now I'm it's bringing him out all the pro players like Kudans back in the day like, he everybody's coming five, up yeah. because they want to prove themselves like okay who is this nobody from this like you know part of Asia yeah how dare you and, then he, and the thing is you have to understand right it's like everybody in that tournament trained against each other everybody in that tournament has fought each other in previous tournaments throughout the long course that is Tekken 7 this guy trained with nothing but his friends at the local arcade and they developed a style that is unique only to them 
but at the same time, nobody could ever, like, you know... But to be fair, him. his other friends are also kind of pro-level in a sense, but not, you know, yeah. Arsene Ash level in that sense. And, and yeah. I love the legend of him where basically, like, there were other guys from Pakistan who got sponsored and who managed to go to overseas tournaments, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you guys, you, you're very good. I'm not the best guy. There's this guy back home <laughs> that we can't beat. Legend speaks <laughs> of a boy. Legend speaks <laughs> of this man. <laughs> okay. Name he comes with that horrible warm smile <laughs> as he tears your ass a new one. <laughs> so it's like... You know, Killing Ars- you with kindness, literally. Killing you with kindness, literally. I will say this. Arslan Ash is, I think... No, he sh- if they ever do the Vigia Game Awards shit again, right? Dude, he's he sh- needs an award. He, he needs, needs an the award, award yeah. for best, definitely best esports player because like he has sparked the imagination of everybody. Yeah, for sure. And like, uh, I would say, I'm gonna pay attention to this kid. So yeah, more Arslan Ash, please. Yeah. I should also mention this other match uh, with Take and I believe it's Noroma where basically Take has just one pixel of health left with Kazumi oh, the comeback. and did a comeback <laughs> a huge comeback basically pushing Noroma from the right to the all the way to the left bounding uh, and everything through the screen I mean like really good stuff it was an infinity stage right if it was like that no, uh, no 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 it, it was it's a wall a, stage. It's, a stage it's a wall stage with a section at the bottom so he basically Ooh. crashed he bounced him all the way yeah, bounced him off all the way to the <laughs> end yeah and then one more, and then one more, um, yeah, one more mix-up, and it was done, lah, more or less. Yeah. Alright, anyway, let's close off this evil talk. Uh, how, how about this? Your thoughts on DBZ Grand Final? I only saw the Grand Finals. That was really, really that was hype, right? Hell, that was yeah. nice. I mean, I would just. I think, s- I think the ending was better than the beginning, to be honest. <laughs> it just shows, it just shows the camaraderie between both of these rivals fighting since um, the game came out last year actually in fact yeah I mean like uh, I gave a lot of praise to Sonic Force for being able to beat all of Japan yeah in in a Dragon Ball game in its first like EVO tournament and I will say also props to Japan for like nah we strike back the Empire the Japanese Empire strikes back hard and I would say this right the moment when Goichi nails the final combo and he starts bursting into tears still doing the combo yes <laughs> I was like oh man there's nothing but heart and passion here yeah but it's, hey you know props also to Sonic Fox for being a very uh, graceful very sportsman like let's think about that that's what I like about him his humility he's, yeah he's just yeah. he's lovely but also he tweeted later saying I'm still also the best Mortal Kombat uh, uh, fighter he did right well, he, yeah, won he won he, is. He, he won the Mortal Kombat he still <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah he's not worried that's yeah, why he was I'm only smiling. gonna I'm only gonna check in one trophy this year. He was like, and plus, good, I don't I have believe, enough space uh, anyway yeah. for all these trophies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Goichi is a worthy adversary considering that he can Best block in Japan. whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. Sonic Fox can throw defense yeah. from Goichi, but yeah, he opened them up proper, so I would say this. You know what? Sonic Fox should have brought should have brought the Fox hit. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, been his, that was probably yeah. his downfall. He played without his gear. Hmm. <laughs> and you know what happened? But And usually... Is whenever he takes off his gear, that's when he powers up. Because if you see previous <laughs> evils, like if you piss him off enough for him to take the hat off, oh, then you're going down. Then he rips you apart. But here we see, like, okay, this is uh, he's got like, a serious face on, more or less. This is this is final form Sonic Fox. Yeah. You see Ultimate his face, Sonic Fox. <laughs> All right, you know, with the tail and everything, and the I don't know the extra golden hair. But yeah, Goichi, props to you. Congratulations. You are... There's a bit of a comeback story as well, right? Because he had, like, uh, surgery on his hand not so long ago. Oh, yeah. His hand had a bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah. So well, like, from uh, an accident. Yeah. CPR. Sorry, carpal tunnel. Not carpal tunnel. There was a bit of an accident that happened a while oh, back. Oh, no. Yeah, but he made it through despite that. So that's props to him. Yeah. Props to him. Altogether, EVO, probably one of the best uh, tournaments in a while. Uh, Street Fighter was boring still. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, hey, come know. on. We got, gotta give props to Bonchan for winning an EVO. Right? 
Yeah, it took him about two games and about 10 years, but <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> yes. Congrats to Bonchan for using cheap-ass Karin to beat... Who, who did he beat again? Uh, he beat... He beat... Uh, what's that guy? Big Bird, who used Rashid. Big Bird. No, I'm just glad a guy named Big Bird didn't win Street Fighter this year. <laughs> Jeez. And, but, you know what? Also, uh, shout-outs to Problem X for not making it to top eight also. <laughs> Shout-outs to my man Tokido for making it though. His 50th place, right? He got knocked out in uh, the pool. 52nd, right? yeah. With all Jesus these Christ. I mean, that's a, the problem. And props to a Malaysian for making it to at least 17th place. Uh, Shout-outs to your boy? Yeah, yeah. I am Chuan, a uh, Gal player. His name is I am Chuan. <laughs> yes, I am Chuan. Yeah. Also his Twitter handle. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's easy to remember. Yes. <laughs> Who is he? He's Chuan. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so... Were any Singaporeans in Evo this Sien. 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 Where was he? Is, he? I think it's... Definitely after to, before Tokido, before Tokido. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought. I mean, but Sin hasn't been doing well because he hasn't found his character yet. So, eh. Yeah. He did place pretty high in the other tournaments, but for Evil Japan and Evil, I guess because there are too many players, you know, mm. and too many top killers mm. gatherings. So yeah. So what's the big prize for winning one of the Evos? Uh, Twenty thousand maybe, or is twenty thousand plus like around that. there. Right, um, depends so, on which game and which tournament. So um, I'm just I thinking about close um, to a million. Back in yeah. the UK, that won two and a half million in the Fortnite World Cup. Oh, Fortnite's How different. Fortnite 16, has right? Epic Games yeah. money, so Fortnite has Epic Games money, man. So <laughs> they can afford two point one million dollars uh, for sixty. Yeah. Two point five. And that was second sterling. place. Second place. The winner won five million. How old the winner? 13, right? The fact that yeah. Ninja is considered like retirement age for professional and he's one year older than me. That's about right, actually. Yeah. Actually, no, that's true. You yeah, peak that very, scary. very early in video games. Unless you play fighting games because guys there are up to my age. Nah. Yeah, our age, more or less. Uh, Alex Valle, I think, is like, what, 40 plus? He's my he's age. Still, he's still he's, rocking he, it, dude. He's born in the same year as me. Wow. Yeah, he's still rocking it, dude. Mr. Still Street Fighter, it. all the way from NorCal. Oh, wait, he's yeah. SoCal or NorCal? Uh, NorCal, NorCal, yeah. I think it's SoCal. NorCal would be like uh, his uh, Korean counterpart, sure. John Choi, I think. Uh, oh, he's making uh, the guy who's making. Is he making games? I think no, yeah. no, I'm not sure. I, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. so enough about the fighting games talk. Let's about talk about something even more brutal. And uh, as we promised last week, uh, so Tom, a good on spoiler talk about the boys. I finally <laughs> watched it. Yes, <laughs> eight glorious episodes. And yeah, I loved it. I really, really loved it. <laughs> There were parts where I truly laughed out loud. I think probably the moment where I realized I loved the show was when they revealed Starlight's new costume. Giving a spiel about, oh, you're coming to the big city and you embrace your feminism and you're going to be this big hero for, uh, you know, women around the world. And they show, like, just a stripper costume. She just goes, I'm not wearing that. Oh, yeah, she did? <laughs> and she, and did. she did. You know what? You know what my moment was when I fucking loved this show? Yeah. You know, when it, have you ever ha- had that thought, like, What's that one thing Ant-Man could do? Oh, going up someone's ass and exploding? Yeah, but here we have somebody diving into some pussy. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, that was the first like, episode! <laughs> I was like, and that was just a side Oh, gag. that was the first episode! <laughs> that was a side game. <laughs> and I was like, I love this show. <laughs> yeah. It's like, everybody's talking about, hmm, what, what how? And I was like, huh. <laughs> how would you show depraved... There it is! Uh, yeah, there you go. Just that first episode, you just showed depravity <laughs> among superheroes. <laughs> But yeah, no, the show is fantastic. Brilliant casting with, apart from um, Carl Urban's accent, yeah. where whenever he tr- spoke a bit too loudly, the Kiwi started slipping back in again. Ooh. 
Mm, I like, don't quite recognize that. Okay. Well, it's, right. it's because I, I've heard um, Cockney accents a lot, so I was able well, to pick up when he was sipping it. He's supposed to sound like Michael Keane. Yeah, I know, but he was meant to be Scottish. You know, they, they have no problem changing certain people. Like, yeah, they might but, as well just made Billy Butcher Kiwi. It would be nice to have, you know, a main, like, uh, hard as nails character no, but, with a Taika Waititi voice. <laughs> No, it was so weird. Uh, it'll be, it'll be I got Kiwi weird. relatives. No, nothing they say sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nothing they say could remotely sound that threatening. Yeah, but yeah, you know, fantastic acting, brilliant. Like the cinematography is truly wonderful. Yep. Like the soft focus that you have in most of the scenes around the corners is just really something to behold. Yeah, they pay attention to that too. I was, I wanted to mention that. But eh. Yeah, I was too busy just laughing at the, the gags. Fantastic. And also the writing, my gods. You had moments where you were laughing your ass off, and parts where you were so, like, just beaten down by the brutality and sadness, mm-hmm. especially midway through episode four with uh, Flight Thirty Seven. Oh, have yeah. you read the books yet? Not, I haven't got to that point yet, but I watched it, and holy fuck, was that hard to watch? You know what? The books is gonna even be harder on you. Yeah, yeah. It happened during nine eleven. Oh shit. Oh, <laughs> that is one of the most contra. Oh shit! Did I spoil the book for you? No, no, no don't worry about it. I'm no, up, I'm up to the point where they're in um, Moscow and they've met uh, Love Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> you like him more than Tech Knight? <laughs> but so, because you spoiled Tech Knight for me, so I saw it coming. Love Sausage, I didn't see coming. It's just like the full panel frame. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to because I laughed for five <laughs> minutes. I had to put the book down and laugh for five minutes. <laughs> It gets better. <laughs> it gets better. That's all I can say. I mean, like Garth Ennis in full bitter mode is like some of the some of the most vitriolic yet hysterically like you know succinct writing ever. So, oh yeah. I mean, like I, there was a moment where people were petitioning for this to be a film. I said, no, this no, works as this a TV show. It's TV better show. as a There's show. Too much yeah. going on. <laughs> Way too much going on. Wait, how far are you in the books? Because I don't spoil anything else. Uh, I. They're in Russia right now, partway through like volume the, two, I guess. No, so volume one. Okay. So, like, the thing is, like issue nine or ten, I think I'm up to now. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I've right. already seen Tech Knight's uh, glorious ending. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was brilliant. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I think that might be a season two <laughs> edition. Like, Who knows? <laughs> no, I love the side gags in the books. Is like when you walk into his like his so-called tech cave and you see things with just puncture holes in them, <laughs> <laughs> and then Huey is like wondering, did he fuck all of these things? Yeah, <laughs> like just a watermelon with a hole in it. Like, huh? <laughs> <sighs> I can't help myself. Oh my god, <laughs> you're going on a hero quest. Why? Just leave. <laughs> so of course there are going to be comparisons between the book and the show, and I'd say that. You can enjoy both equally because mm-hmm. they are actually very different animals. Yes. Um, yeah. One thing I will say is I think I prefer the female in the TV show. Me too. Because I feel like she's got a more interesting uh, like backstory and the way she's introduced into it rather than just existing. I feel like it's a slightly better way of uh, dealing with it. And also, you know, I fucking love uh, Karen Fukuhara. Mm-hmm. I thought she was she was definitely like underappreciated in that shit show that was um, what was it called, the award-winning piece of shit made by uh, DC. Suicide Squad. All oh, right, Suicide Squad. Yeah, oh, she she was, was. She was Katana. She was Katana. You know what? It's nice to know that she finally got the superhero that she could, she was destined to play. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My only problem with her in the TV show. Yeah. She doesn't rip anybody's face off. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> there's enough violence that. to go around. Maybe the so saving I'm it for season two. I want to see yeah. that moment, especially in the books, where like you enter the carnage and then like, what happened here? And there's like a face on the wall. It's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, I did appreciate that introduction where they just like a splat of a face against a window. Yeah, Let, yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I also like the side gag. I mean, especially in the books, is like um, one thing they did change was like. Uh, What's the French guy's name? The French guy. Yeah, the, the French, Frenchman. The Frenchman. French. Or Frenchy. Frenchman. So Frenchy and uh, the female are supposedly like the Just Timon. really good friends, yeah. Yeah, they're like the Timon and Pumbaa of the gang. Yeah. yeah. And also, I also like the fact that they are the muscle yeah. in the books, but I don't think it quite works in the TV show, but I kind of like that she's the hyper-violent one and instead of him being just another over-ambitious and overly violent guy, they made him more like a like like a softy, you know? Yeah. So, Somebody to like to sue. Someone in touch with his feelings, but he does guns and drugs and he shit. He makes yeah. very uh, stereotypical in the books. I have to say. Yeah. But you know, when he's I mean, they, they, eulogizing they feel that over in the love yeah. over an espresso in a small cafe, <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, come on. And then when he's getting called he, he a monkey more... and beats the shit out of them, it's like okay, yeah, yeah sure. You're allowed he, one. He gets Gus better development. Relax. Yeah, I know. Come I know he does. But I would say also like. I also like the fact that he's the smartest guy in the team. Like he figured out how to destroy translucent. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> By watching a document, getting ideas from a documentary. Yeah, just watching a turtle. He's like, <laughs> he's hard on the outside, Body but not on inside. inside. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like that as the the replacement for how Huey gets his first kill as compared to the books, where instead yeah. of accidentally murdering one of the teenage kicks. Blarney cock, yeah. He bl- bloody cockers. <laughs> Hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back as a zombie. <laughs> he does? Yes. I don't want to see him. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, God. You haven't even met the G-Man yet? Yeah, right. Not yet. No, no, that's, I think, Volume 3 Volume 3, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing the Omnibus, uh, so... Uh, Volumes three and four of the Omnibus are not out yet. I think they're like oh. staggering the releases. Yeah. So only the first two are out right now. But it's okay. I I like uh, kind of like it, delayed gratification. <laughs> it's enough for now. Oh yeah. Because the, the thing is, uh, one thing I mean I did mention uh, last episode that I want to see the G Man. You know who especially I want to see? Who? who? Critter. Critter. <laughs> yeah, Critter is like this. He's the beast analog. Oh. So instead of large furry guy who's smart and uh, well spoken and articulate. He's just racist and mean. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> critter! Yeah, this is critter. Sure. Because like I mean, I mean, Groundhog is a great visual gag, mm. but critter is like his moments are like mm. <laughs> still. Uh, so, uh, do you have any nitpicks, though, sir? Nitpicks? I don't sure if I have any nitpicks. Person needs more episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's a little bit too short, and I definitely feel like they are. Especially after reading the books, you can notice where it's in like, the truncate some development. Yeah, they streamlined so, it. It's necessary. I do understand it. They they only have so much they can do. It's mm. understandable. It's not you know a combination. So like, we could have had a bit more time with these people. And like with the female, I liked her so much. She could have been introduced in episode three, maybe even earlier. Because I feel like I we didn't have also. enough with her having like the full on five working together. I would say also I agree with that because like if you do read the books, like everybody's introduced in, ep- in issue one, whereas yeah. this one decided to make it like a recruitment drive. But also at the same time, they did it instead of like, I'm not saying they spaced it out, 
but they added more stuff that wasn't evident in the books. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, what did you think about the Deep's moment all alone in that apartment? <laughs> As he gets his oh, gills oh, 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 the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was... <laughs> the episode, oh my god. Actually, that actually is a brilliant segment to like my one day pick is that I feel like they were a tad inconsistent with the Deep. Really? Because I feel like his sexual assault of Starlight and then his kind of adorable stupidness later on in the show is kind of incongruous. That's what that's what I mentioned last week. It was like, why did they give him a redeeming quality? <laughs> it's like, why am I feeling sorry for this asshole? Yeah, especially yeah. Like the part He's where he tries to be an so hard to rescue sorry. that dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way it dies! Like, it was like dumbfounded. It. it was yeah. hilarious, but I felt so bad. As I, I had to stop for a second and go, this is almost too much for me and it like I mean, but that's what I like about his character especially the performance is like you hated him when you first met him yeah and then why am I feeling sorry for this asshole yeah. like that poor dolphin he's like what and I love that that weird banter they had in the van like yeah not now yeah I, I kind of like you too yeah I kind of like you too but like <laughs> oh hey now that's seriously inappropriate now you're just making it awkward <laughs> he's just when he crashes and that slow-mo of that poor little flipper Aww. going through the window on the road and then, the and then you thought he survived in. and then, and then <laughs> the truck came in and I would say right I mean I'm pretty sure Garth Ennis when, if he watched that he'd be like yeah, yeah. do that <laughs> that's exactly how yeah. I do oh, it when he tries to rescue that lobster it's like yeah oh, I got you free buddy wait no no wait <laughs> and I think that's the one, that's what I want to also highlight is like the, the, the brilliant thing about the TV show and it, especially when it comes to amazing <laughs> adaptations right it's like one thing is like yeah here's a, here's a way like other future like adaptations can go Make the villains relatable, but, or at yeah. least make, make the changes like the make sense with because, your story. Yeah, um, with your adaptation. Probably the crowning glory, which made this so amazing, is just how terrifying Homelander is as a villain. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this is like I can see the writing, which made her star so palatably <laughs> awful. Yeah. Show just shown through how, like Homelander, the moments where like okay, he's got a tragic backstory, I kind of feel for him, but he's just so sociopathically evil. And then when he just slices people apart with his eye beams. Yeah. Every time. And it, it makes you wonder like, wait, Superman has that power. Why does he just use that all the time? Why does he still resort to yeah. punching people? Yeah. No, he's going <laughs> Because Superman's a good guy. There you go. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, the way he like, just like the bitterness in which he like, skull burns uh, the other main villain of the series. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. Spoilers. By, yeah. We warned you guys. Yeah, because he was yeah. jealous about fucking baby. Yeah, this is the shoes character. How yeah. beautifully awful he is. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like, like, oh, bless. Wait, no, no, no. Why am I feeling sorry for this awful human being? But it also, I mean, aside from, I wouldn't even say his jealousy. I would say he wanted to prove a point yeah. to uh, Billy Butcher, where he's like, no, no, no. I have no weakness. You thought she's my weakness, and he kills her in front of him. Yeah. So it's basically like, no, no, no. I am. There's nothing you can do to stop me. Yeah. And then yeah. like also icing on the cake that reveal for the final episode is like, oh god. I didn't expect that at all. Because that was actually a very well uh, shift. Is that that was truly took me by surprise. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. And I would say like this is why I'm going to pay attention to the boys season two, especially mm -hmm. like I want you to introduce stuff that I'm familiar with. Okay, but and turn it different. You know, yeah, do it different. Want, like, do what you're doing. What you're doing right now, you 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 got the pitch perfect. Yeah. But I would say now that you've done this, okay. Also, original idea. Where are you going with this? Because I am fascinated. Because I never saw this aspect in the comic books and. I would say also, um, you know what? I can't wait till season two. I don't. I don't want to wait another year. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm I think that's how these Amazon shows are. It's about a year. Yeah. It's very high quality production, and I think mm. 
thankfully none of the stars are super busy at the moment. True that. But except for Simon Pick, maybe. <laughs> what? What's he gonna well, do? Yeah, I, he's know. like a cameo character, I guess. So he can be excised. That's so. fine. But yeah, like everyone else is people I'm not familiar with, apart from Karen, just because you know I followed her fairly early on. Mm-hmm. But, and Carl Urban because oh my boy uh, he needs that Judge Dredd back yeah True but for that. now I think the boys is enough as a TV oh, yeah, show enough. he can yeah. lean on to this is I, th- I would say this is Carl Urban's defining role uh, as of now like I mean he is the most underutilized guy I mean like mm. I've, ever since Lord of the Rings like this guy is a movie star oh, why, for isn't, sure. why isn't he doing more things and then you just see him play side characters and then for him to finally get the lead I mean the last time he got kind of a lead was the Doom movie which was terrible oh yeah. and then there was also another TV show uh, Almost Human which got cancelled after 6 episodes yeah. it was fine it wasn't yeah. great and I think yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I'm not saying it's beneath him but he's destined for bigger things oh, definitely, definitely for sure I think it's because I think in his heart he's a big nerd and he likes doing these properties because I think he enjoys the this but yeah maybe he's a bit too nice and not ruthless enough with his um, a- agent to try and get like, more hardcore stuff maybe that too but I would say like he's got <coughs> probably Keanu Reeves disease like he's yeah. a great leading man a great action star but nothing is out there for him possibly so he has to make something for himself which is I think like it's nice that stars aligned that he landed this role oh for sure and mm-hmm. I think this is definitely succeeding because I've seen a lot of discussion about the boys also a lot of one star reviews which are so entertaining <laughs> oh <laughs> why, why, why is this show getting like, one star this reviews this is just a needless attack on Christianity and there's no need to <laughs> villainize evangelicalism like this and I just watch it going uh huh uh huh you should yeah, reply. Sure. Wait till you read the comic. <laughs> you yeah. thought that was bad. <laughs> oh, they're pulling punches in this show. They have to. And, yeah. they, and like I said, they're do, they're, it's not supposed to be shock value for shock value's sake. It's supposed to be well-calculated, focused, and, you know, it's surprisingly subtle compared yeah, to yeah. the source material. It's, it's like a counterbalance to the superhero culture and the superhero films that are yeah. out like the past few years and even but, this year. Yeah, that's the thing like watching everything and it's just a, such a biting condemnation of the modern superhero uh, fatigue that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, the hero the way worship. Gar- when yeah. Garth Furness made it, it was a combination of like what comics were doing. Yeah, but yeah. they've adapted it and maybe updated it to the yes. point where it's very valuable. Like, you know, It's very obviously taking a big shot at Disney, which is <laughs> ironic by a company... Like Amazon making this show, but hey, whatever. <laughs> I'm happy watching two uh, billion-dollar companies uh, take swings at each other. Me too. Coke versus Pepsi. Let's go. Yeah, we absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, wait. So you read some of the comics? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, you're only as far as maybe Volume One of the Omnibus, right? Mm. We d- we have to ask you now. Yes. What do you want to see in season two? Oh, uh, well, I already mentioned my love for Love Sausage. <laughs> and I want to see how they're going to do that in a live action uh, I don't want CGI. I want it to be like... <laughs> I want it to be a prop. <laughs> no, not even a prop. Practical effects. Practical yeah. effects. I want like yeah. high level Jim Henson quality. Like that's a tangible Actually, thing. I kind of want something like, uh, you know, Naked Gun 33 and a third where they do the uh, reveal with the silhouettes. Oh, like man. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise I agree I want Tech Knight I really want Tech Knight <laughs> oh, Tony Stark fans are going to be complaining and Batman fans yes. and hey nothing gives me more energy than watching Batman stands lose their fucking mind because they're <laughs> so goddamn annoying yes, yes. like Batman could be anyone in preparation well yeah he could rape anyone too yeah <laughs> 
Wait, enough preparation. <laughs> preparation. H, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can leave man. a burn there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, so, so, apart from that, I think I'll, one last thing I want to mention, and I want more of, like, not specifically this thing, but the way they handle Black Noir in the show <laughs> <laughs> was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene where he's just moving aside. He just yeah. plays this elegant this beautiful piano sonata. <laughs> like, huh. <laughs> cool. Or when they're doing like that that very schlocky, oh, we can relate to people montage and he's just like drinking Japanese tea <laughs> through his face mask. Oh yeah, that, that commercial, the one about the yeah helping hands thing. Yes. Oh, man. I never knew I needed this in my life until I watched this. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. I spent an entire day on Sunday watching this instead of doing anything else. Best Sunday I've had in a long time. <laughs> did it make you want to watch it again straight away? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I did that too. I watched it again straight because, away. Because it's a bit difficult to watch here in Singapore. You can't watch it on the app itself. You have to go to the Amazon.com website. Oh okay. Oh, that's so, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's because like maybe there's some rights issues, or maybe because mm. they handle religion. Singapore said <laughs> no. Or maybe no, maybe also you might need to update something. Possibly. Sometimes they, I don't they know, don't but, update uh, the database. Uh, my wife wants to watch it. Said oh. What an excuse! I get to watch this again. Uh, you might need to give her a couple of disclaimers. <laughs> ah, nah, she can handle violence and shit. Yeah, like she loved Deadpool. We're fine. Oh, yep. There you go. Yeah, you yeah. thought Deadpool was bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> you never. I would love to see Garth Ennis do Deadpool. <laughs> well, well, especially since the director just came out recently and said, "You know, it doesn't have to be R-rated." The yes, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. It has to be. It has. I to be. I just saw the announcement and said, "Okay, so I can." See the box office figures right now. Is it because of the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Deadpool 2 was literally like, let's rehash this idea. Whereas and then Deadpool... they also released a PG cut called Once Upon a Deadpool. I Which mean, made right? money. It made money, but it was also not good. Because all the best parts were taken out. Exactly. And the best jokes too. Okay, so, I don't know. Final rating. Final rating? Uh, I'm going to give this, I would say, an 8.5 out of 10. Really? Yeah, close to a nine. <laughs> so there you have it, unanimous for your friends still asking, watch the fucking The Boys! Please. Yeah, don't let this be another Swamp Thing. We need to have this in our <laughs> I lives. Want the season two. Yeah, don't cancel it after the third, you know. <laughs> Just keep it going, hopefully. I don't know. Speaking uh, of uh, cancelled, I know something that I do want cancelled. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so, another little bitty movie came out uh, this uh, week. Um, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. This is part what again? This is the ninth Fast and Furious movie. And they're actually labeling it as a spin-off rather than an actual entry in the Fast and Furious <laughs> films. Well, it is because The Rock cannot work with Vin Diesel anymore. Mm. Mm, yeah. Who owns the rights to the shows anyway? I thought it was Vin Diesel. He owns the rights to the Fast uh, and Furious. Oh, he's a producer now. Okay. Yeah, he's been a producer since part five, I think. But this is the one produced by Dwayne Johnson. Mm, and you can tell because the last hour of the movie takes place in Samoa. Because it's cheaper, <laughs> maybe. There's some tax cuts there. And also because I think maybe he feels like now he's got the clout to be able to start doing this stuff. And yeah, I kind of want to portray his uh, hometown. Yeah. Isn't itself. he like kind of mayor of one town there? Did somebody make him an honorary? Like, like honorary maybe, yeah. But he's the key to the island or whatever. But he's like, you know, the, I think maybe the most recently proudest son because, you know, he's possibly the most bankable movie star for the last five years. Yep, demographics say people like watching The Rock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he does the same thing over and over again. Hey, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, apparently. Okay, so does he break off a cast and beat down some fools in this one, or...? Uh, no, but, uh... Wait, are we gonna do spoilers? 
Yeah, I don't give a Might shit. Might as well. It's, it's Go just for a it. typical action film. So yeah, the story is about uh, the title characters, Hob and Shore. They kind of have to stop. They have to actually team up to actually stop uh, this one bad guy from actually getting this deadly virus. And along the mix is Vanessa Kirby as, I believe, um, Jason Statham, uh, Shaw's sister. I forgot what her name was though. But Shaw's sister. Vanessa yeah. Kirby, is it? Yeah, Vanessa Kirby looks... as um, Hattie Shaw. Yeah, Hattie yeah Shaw, she yes. looks Kirby. very familiar. I, I couldn't place her. Uh, she's in The Crown. Um, I forgot. Uh, one of... She's Queen Victoria? Queen oh, Queen she's... Uh, Queen Victoria's friend, right? Princess Anne. She's Princess, Princess Anne. Anne. Princess yeah. Anne and Jason Statham? Yeah. Oh, but I was wondering, like, you seem very familiar. And yeah, it's like... Actually, I could totally see Princess Anne pulling this shit. The real one, right? Oh, for sure. Because, yeah, Princess <laughs> Anne was one hell of a person. Very, very interesting individual. Okay. Well, not anymore. She's been dead for like 25 years, but whatever. R.I.P. Maybe. R.I.P. Nah. D. So, um, <laughs> no, uh, so we have the rock and we have the transporter. The transporter rock. <laughs> and uh, are, are we stealing cars again in this one? No. So this time the MacGuffin is that Shaw's sister works for MI6 and they're trying to get this programmable virus, but they get intercepted by Idris Elba. AKA Black Superman. Brixton <laughs> what they call? something. They call, him, they call him Black Superman. That's why they said it in the trailer. So <laughs> He calls himself Black Superman, yes. by the way. But his actual name is Brixton Law. That's Tom Yeah, mentioned. Brixton Law. Because, you know, fuck naming, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just call him the British guy or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like London McLondon face, pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, she, she has to put the... A virus into her body to try and save it then she runs away but they look like that she's the one who betrayed MI6 so they call in Hobbs and Shaw they have to spat because they refuse to work with each other because remember the Shaw tried to kill Hobbs in part 6 I and don't, then if it to part 7 yeah I believe oh okay they have running this running gag going on it, there's meant to be like some big shared cinematic fucking universe but this bullshit I don't know oh wow okay so, and then you know they find the girl, and then they have to run off on, and like they're burned by the media, so they have to go to Moscow to try and like take the virus out. Then they have to go to Samoa to have this big glass stand against uh, Brixton, fucking Brixton Law. Fucking Law. Black Superman. That's enough, really. I prefer yeah. your version, London McLondon. <laughs> so yeah, London they have to face down yeah. London McLondon face, and then they have this big fight where they do a haka, and they able to say why people with sticks can beat people with guns because there's some weird bullshit with like um... didn't you see Return of the Jedi <laughs> yes but this one is even more stupid because <laughs> they have like this chip in their gloves which they need to do to activate the guns so they deactivate the guns so they have to fight hand to hand which means the guns can be hacked from a rickety shack somewhere as long as you got good internet oh yeah wait I what yeah, I do it in a decommissioned oil You guys oil are skipping low, low, over a lot of explanation, but go on. <laughs> no, no, I'm giving you as much explanation as the movie gives. All right. Yes. So wait, the the prime bad guys in this uh, franchise entry, uh, the they have guns that can be hacked, as so, opposed to regular <coughs> guns that just the, work. The whole stick is that they're for this organization called Etion. Etion. Which is a fucking stupid name. Well, what does it stand for? This Fuck stands for never much, yeah. And basically, they're like this kind of super advanced organization that wants to advance the human race technologically, but they want to do that by committing genocide against the weakest people. So they want to use the virus to kill off like half of the world's population at the weakest world so that the rest can be genetically and cybernetically enhanced to become like Ubermenschen. 
and they can somehow spread misinformation fast enough that news outlets okay, can pick it up like a few hours later. All of the world's media. Oh, they're like the Illuminati. Yeah, something like but, that. But with like with that. a dumber plan. Kinda, yeah. yeah. With a dumber plan, <laughs> yes. Wait. So we have a threat. Okay, oh, sorry, I need to put on the logic head again. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So we have a threat against humanity that is so high stakes that half the population might be terminated a la Thanos. Yeah. And we send The Rock and Jason Statham to stop it. Yeah, and like there's a yeah, whole running gag where Jason Statham is talking about like, you're probably, yeah, the problem is you're not subtle. You stick out like a soul fucking thumb. It's like, <laughs> that's your Jason Statham? Yeah, on <laughs> set. <laughs> I know. And the thing is like, I'm watching going, yes, movie, we know that's a problem. You're not clever by pointing out the problem you have and then doing nothing about the fucking problem. Ah, I'm Jason Statham. Oh. Yeah, he's also as fucking subtle as a bacon butty at bar mitzvah. Well, yeah. Uh, so, wait. Uh, <laughs> I love your entire review is like, hey, wait, sorry, hang on. But wait. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah. I do recall we watched Fast and Furious 8. Yes, we did. I Ho- kind of enjoyed it. Horrible movie. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. So, but this one, it was especially horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what happened. I know they did uh, the goodbye to what's his face at the end, right? Paul Walker. That was episode uh, Paul seven. Walker. Oh, that was seven. Oh, my bad. Okay, yeah. that, that I don't remember eight at all. And I know we reviewed it. <laughs> well, eight is when we got introduced to Shaw's mother, played by Helen Mirren. Who also makes an appearance in this film. Yeah, too. she's in jail, and there's like this running gag where she keeps on trying to escape. And I openly talk about her wanting to escape when they're having, you know, the meeting face to face during Visitor Hours. Like, you know, everything's wired and like taped, right? No, whatever. Are we talking about Academy Award winner? <laughs> yes, Here Academy we are, Award we are. winner and winner of Guild of the Year, Helen Mirren. And also the best part of Caligula. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I have seen that movie. <laughs> I think oh. once you see the title for this show and you're actually going to pay money for this ticket, you kind of need to ex- know what you're actually getting into. But look, The problem no. is whether you can actually handle Endear the stupid wild ride or not. So, so I gotta yeah. give some props to some action scenes they do kind yeah, of work how is the action guys the action is uh, okay, chopped up nonsense so, so, yeah. uh, uh, they use the, the shaky cam bullshit but they include some nice wide shots and the stunts are pretty decent any cool car chases there is one in London right the streets of London there's only one, one in a Fast and no, Furious and then there's another well, one not, at the end of the film it's not Fast and Furious technically because there's only a, a little bit of car porn Oh yeah, three chases. Uh, one at the streets, one at uh, some abandoned facility, and the other one at the last part of the film. Yeah, like the there's village. a part where... Oh my god, this was in the movie. So, they're trying to escape in a helicopter. So, they have a fucking tow truck, and they throw the cable onto the helicopter. By hand? Yes. Actually, yes, by hand. Who threw it? The rock, of obviously. Course. <laughs> and then, there's a scene where you have various laughing Samoan men in various hot rods link up their cars and there's like a fucking daisy chain of cars being picked up into the sky trying to hold this helicopter down. Was this a practical effect? Because that sounds amazing. Oh no, it was CGI as fuck. <laughs> it was CGI, that's for sure. And yeah, then, yeah. you know how they defeat it? Oh. With NOS. They have the sequence where they all individually turn on their NOS to start dragging the helicopter down out of the air. That's not how NOS works. You need traction on the ground well, it's because it's the first somehow car had it works in this, so in this world and they pull it down so the next car was down and they put NOS and it was like you know a nice little like domino effect of NOS because they yeah. haven't forgotten their roots apparently even though none of the original cast are here like not a single one of the originals like not even what was the name uh, Michelle 
Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is not in this. She's not. Vin in Diesel this. definitely not in this. Nope, nope. Ludacris, Chris Bridges. Nope, no. But there is another uh, famous African American guy in the show as well. Oh Ooh. yeah, fucking Kevin cameo. Hart shows up Kevin for no Hart reason. Is, yeah. Because he and The Rock comes as a set apparently. Yeah. He's the fries to his burger. <laughs> yes. Like the the uh, extra small uh, fries to extra Kevin small. Hart. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Kevin Hart, you're kind of funny, but stop it with the short shtick. You're better than this. No, he's not. <laughs> no, you're not. Actually, no. <laughs> you're not even a good stand-up. His empire is built I think on the only obvious. reason he's around is because of the short stick, more or less. He's bankable for that. Yeah, he definitely did it deliberately. <laughs> he got the short end of the stick. Well, he's supposed to be one of those agents, the ones who actually are... Uh, they, they're oh, supposed M. to be Marshall. the aircraft and all that. Air Marshall. Wait, do, do, do they at least have a gag when they put him in the trunk of the car or something? No, literally, he appears to talk to Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson, who are having a very loud conversation about their very top secret mission on a plane where everyone's asleep, so there's no background noise, and so they can be overheard by everyone else on a plane. And then he just jumps in and starts talking about it. Wait, he's playing Kevin Hart. He's not a character. Well, he's playing. Yeah, a he's playing Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart like as Kevin I am Marshall. Yes. It's a 10-minute-long scene where nothing happens but Jason Statham, Dwayne Johnson, and it's a Kevin Hart chat shit at each other. Huh. Why is that? I guess it, I guess it could be anything for some people, but not. Does the airplane at least yeah. explode and they have a amazing like high diving sequence? No, nothing no, like that. It's oh. just the three of them bantering and stuff. Where uh, Dwayne Johnson talks about how attractive he is and how much Shaw's sister wants to fuck him. How attractive Kevin Hart is? No. Uh, no how Shaw's attractive sister. The Rock is? Yeah. Uh, in- oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's awkward. <laughs> I guess it that was, was the bits that people talk about. Like I basically, I was watching Dwayne this in cinema and I was just like trying to drag <laughs> my skin. I was trying to do the female to my own face because I was so <laughs> cringing in the worst way possible. But look, it's very clear this movie was made purely by marketing. They looked Neither at this. how well the movie's made and who got the best responses from audiences and from oh, yeah. focus groups. This was test screening to fuck. Yep. Yeah. And they did it because Vin Diesel cannot be allowed anywhere within like 500 meters of Dwayne Johnson. Which Otherwise is why they made this guy in. Yeah. Out. Yeah. They hate each other. Yeah, true that. I mean, apparently, according to legend, according to The Rock's Instagram, a certain <laughs> somebody has been very unprofessional lately. Hence the beef. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I'm sorry, Vin Diesel, as much as you have kind of some nerd cred, no, you, you're not as cool as The Rock. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and also, like, yes, cool, yeah, you play D&D, but you're definitely that guy mm. at the table. I don't know. I mean, like, to me, Vin Diesel had such a promising start in his career because, like, Find Me Guilty was amazing. And yeah. uh, the other stuff he did, Pitch Black. Pitch Black was... Pitch Black was fantastic. A great, small sci-fi movie. You know, and, like, once he latched onto this Fast and Furious, like, he basically did an Adam Sandler where he just did the same thing over and over again and just banged on it. And, like, you know what? Remember when he used to be one of us where, like, oh, he started a game development company and he, wanted to and he made that games, one game, Wheelman, yeah. Which was not good, but, yeah. but then he made, he, he, tried, tried. He, tried. he made a he Riddick, tried. Uh, the first one. Which Escape was from actually Butcher Bay was fantastic. Brilliant. And, and then, then also, the sequel, uh, uh, Dark Athena. Athena, which Dark was... Athena. Meh. I think that was alright. I actually don't mind Dark Athena. The, sequ- the, sequel, the, same. the sequel is a bit like Luster, but I appreciate that those two games exist. They should be on Steam. I don't know why they're not. I think they were made by Starbreeze originally. and I think they're only Xbox exclusives, right? The yeah. classic Xbox. 
Xbox and uh, 360, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah there you go. Like, it's we a shame too games. because it will be good on PC, you know. With like updated graphics and everything. Mm, yeah. Poor thing. Vin Diesel, come back. Come on, we forgive you. No, no we don't. <laughs> I feel yeah, just, nothing. Yeah, just take, the, just take a break from Fast and Furious. You don't need that much money, right? So. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like so far, he's got enough money playing a tree. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he's got Disney money. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like he's proven that, you know, his two best performances have been as Groot and as Giant Giants. Oh man, an Iron Giant sequel? Nah, no. No, that, that no I don't perfect, want a sequel for that. Yeah. It was great the way it is. Wait, who owns Iron Giant? Uh, it was definitely Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. Oh, I think God. it's I Warner Brothers. Warner Fox yeah. And they tried to do a live action remake. No! <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Warner Brothers. Leave that alone. Warner Brothers? Nah, dude. I mean, the thing is, it, it felt so hard that there's no chance of this. Like, people had to It's more like a cult classic. DVD. Yeah. Was it really that it much was, of a like bomb? no? But it didn't make any money. But and I think it's not because of the quality of the film. Because the, the film's amazing, but I think it was up against something else around that time. It was what ninety eight? It was probably ninety nine or two thousand, right? Yeah, it was early two thousand. I think there was another Disney movie coming at the same time, which would have cannibalized it as all hell. So probably like you know it it, it ah Iron Giant, mm, so much potential. But you know what? He did come back for Ready Player One. Yeah, that was alright. I teared up a little bit. Oh, it's the Iron Giant. And I gunned him! (laughs) (laughs) Fighting each other. Fanboy mind explodes. Bam! Oh no, teaming up. Yes, teaming up. (laughs) This is too cool! Okay. uh, Speaking of too cool, this movie is not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the opposite of too cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's what you expect, honestly. I mean... Critical credit is due. Idris Elba as the main villain is amazing because he is such a charismatic individual. And you can tell he... Walked on, sort of script went, fuck it, and just did whatever the hell he wanted. He just threw subtlety out of the window. He's just over the top as Black Superman. Yeah, more or less. Uh, again, uh, he just calls him that as a run as a throwaway reference. Stop calling know, him that. <laughs> like, he doesn't have any laser eyes, but he's just, you know, he's good fight scenes, I guess. And uh, the, the last fight between him and Hobbs and Shaw, where there's like like slow mo stops where they like. But trading blows when they punch each other slow-mo yes. yeah. when, he, when he goes over the top is it like Jack Nicholson Joker over the top or is it like like really hammy cheesy over the top? Like, does he at least tongue-in-cheek nail it like, he at least makes it fun to watch oh no he's definitely the most entertaining part of the movie like, whenever he appears like when I talk about that really awkward moment on the plane for like 10 minutes it cuts to him talking like oh thank god <laughs> Someone with actual talent on screen. <laughs> hey, how could you? You know Jason Statham can do a sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> and The Rock can raise that one eyebrow on that one side of his face. Uh, yeah, I have seen The Rock do good performances. He was surprisingly good in Central Intelligence. Playing as a guy with mild Asperger's. I think he pulled it off quite well. Which isn't say much. Yeah, I would say. Uh, but yeah, uh, this movie does bring in all the stuff that actually made these two actors famous from the action films and whatnot. Just a little cameo yeah. here and there. Even a little not to Italian job at one point, but that's about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, there's there's a mini in uh, Jason Statham's um, uh, little uh, complex underneath the pub that he goes to. He says, oh, I had that for a job in Italy. Madame Tiss? Yes, yeah, that's, that's the absolute extent. The, 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 the lowest common denominator kind of... Really yeah. no references and stuff. Look, people who love Fast and Furious are gonna watch this, and they'll probably like it because you know Big it ticks action, all the boxes. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's the movie that's gonna make Universal bank, you know, so that they can go on with their other projects and whatnot. Oh, yeah, no, so. that'll be fine. I mean, 
what's the box office receipts on this so far? Anybody paying I attention? Haven't they haven't mentioned anything. Kept an no. eye on it, but I think it's doing okay. Because there's nothing to compete with it, right? So it's probably that big dumb summer movie to watch before school yeah. starts. Well, actually, no. Lion yeah, King is still holding timing. strong. It's already past a billion because, you know. Because. Like, oh, we gotta see more Disney remakes then. God. Like, yeah. we knew it was gonna happen. Like, Maleficent 2 is coming out this there's year. There's a Maleficent 2? Yeah. yeah. This year? Yeah. And then the Mulan, and then a bunch of others. Maybe Hercules Mulan's even. Mulan's next year, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they pushed back Artemis Fowl for this. Oh, you were looking forward to that, right? I kind of was because I was a fan of the books as a kid. But yeah, it's going to be February 2020, which means it's probably going to be shite. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> well. Or it might be amazing. You know, sometimes the, the movies that come out early in the year are the ones that took us by surprise. That's true. We we had a few this year, I think, actually, which were like, oh, actually, not bad. Yeah, like Alita? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Alita <laughs> really took me by surprise at how good I was. fucking good for, for like, why is it so good? Yeah, yeah and it's now on uh, streaming. So, uh, people, if you want to watch a big, fun movie, go it's watch on Netflix instead. Yeah, yeah it's on Blu- uh, iTunes. Uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, it's on iTunes already? Yeah. Now I can only... Oh, look, Into the Spider-Verse on Netflix right now. Watch that instead. Mm. Watch the best uh, Spider-Man movie that has ev- been ever made instead Which, of this. Which, unfortunately, grows the lowest among all the Spider-Man films. Well, it's because... People thought that it was a bad idea to be make it animated. I don't think so, Dad. But I think because it, it has too many references to other things that it's a bit hard to dive into. It it definitely relied heavily on because Godcraft, Miles yeah. like Miles Morales doesn't have enough of a presence outside of the comic books. That's one thing. But also yeah. at the same time, I would say, yeah, why watch this when Marvel Spider Man is coming around soon? So you know what yeah, I mean? Far That's from home, true. right? Yeah. Like I mean, something like Into the Spider Verse has to be like. It's kind of tailored for people who like the comics, the animation. Yeah, and to the me, movies. it's like a very high quality DC uh, DC home video release. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is actually very good. Nobody's gonna watch yeah. it. Like, uh, we'll say compared to something that came out around the same time was Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which was I think it made such bank, a wonderful, right? fun movie. Yeah. I think it made bank, right? I mean, they all made bank, but it's like it's not gonna. Teen Titans didn't make much mo- much money at all. Really? Mm, I think it made enough. Yeah, it made bank, so it made back. Yeah, yeah it made back. Yeah, it didn't, you know. But I would say like it didn't break the bank. No, for sure not. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's what these movies are designed for, actually. I mean, mm. they're little one-off things, and I'm looking forward to Into the Spider Verse too. Notice how we talk about other movies instead of Spicy Fears now. <laughs> yeah, we are really diverting away from our subject matter, which yeah, is fine considering that it's kind of inconsequential per se. It's, it is utterly inconsequential. And yeah. it's just, it's so sleazy. What like, do you mean? Sleazy like, how, actually? Yeah. It's like there's a whole uh, part where they have to go get hardware for their big uh, job in Moscow, and it's just an excuse to go see four kind of attractive women walk around scantily clad with guns. This is a Fast and Furious movie. You expect it. Yeah, it is kind of kind of like in that part mark, one, yeah. and part two, and part three, and part four, where all of oh, look, <laughs> random scantily clad women walking in front of cars. But, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a throwaway had... moment. We didn't care. I mean, it it serves the whole. You got the TNA thing. You got to f- fulfill for these kind of films and that mm, part. That's a checkbox right there. Yeah, it's a checkbox. It's a checkbox. Uh, yeah. Jackbox, huh? Check, check, check. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. um, uh, yeah, that works too. But. Uh, it's just. Would you prefer dudes? <laughs> hey, a bit different. 
Anyway. I would have a lot of respect for the next Fast and Furious if they go to like I mean, a just uh, gay, strip club like... and it's just it's just Chippendales, just full on dong swinging everywhere. I mean, you know like, what? I would. I respect you as a movie for just this scene alone. You know what? I would. I mean, there are more. Female, there are female Fast and Furious fans out there, most likely. So true that. Hey, you know, females don't watch gay guys. <laughs> Magic, <laughs> <talking about. laughs> Magic Mike made a lot of money. He wasn't gay. <laughs> nah. No, no yeah, I'm saying this on. right. You know what made me totally respect Fast and Furious the franchise and what they do next? Yeah. They developed the love story between Hobbs and Shaw. Alright, there was definitely moments <laughs> where probably will. they got they probably very will. <laughs> close up to each other and I was like, please just kiss now. Yeah, I think... I want there to be a scene like where uh, Etty's internet... coming, like the sister's coming in for a kiss to the, to the rock and he's like, nah, bitch, and I like, pushes her out of the way to go full on like French kissing. Yeah, that's I think what they, would, they, they should do. Just go full on like Hobbs and Shaw. It was like a very... Since like the 10 minute long awkward scenes, just have like one 10 minute long, long like fucking scene. <laughs> on a car while it's yeah. falling from an aeroplane <laughs> okay that, 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 that's probably worth the money in real time <laughs> while Tyrese is crying in another car saying how dare you make money without why, me why are you, break, you go breaking my heart yo <laughs> Tyrese was not the best part of the Fast and Furious I'm sorry. he's never been it's like I saw a tweet okay replace him with Ludacris saying the same line so there like, you go I saw a tweet where someone saying that his part could be improved if they replace him with a giant talking dog <laughs> That would be amazing. Yeah, it's like if the next movie a dog who talks like, like Tyrese uh, Gibbs and no one says anything, but he still talks like Tyrese. Yeah, <laughs> like a giant big Mameluke dog. Yeah, talking yeah. or like and driving uh, a car too. Ludacris's yeah. character from uh, that stupid dog movie from last year that I watched. Show dogs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what would be amazing that instead of Ludacris Chris Bridges, he's actually played by a bridge. <laughs> Just this bridge. Actual what bridge. Do you think bridge? Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you think the rock is just a big granite slab in a car? Yeah, it's just <laughs> an actual rock. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what about Jason Safe is just like a train because it's a transporter. Uh, Make people think. No, he's a DHL package. <laughs> 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 okay. A package of cockney exit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just it's stuff like this where I watch the movie, I'm just thinking of all the times they were better. I honestly <laughs> Jason Statham. <laughs> Jason Statham's best part was in that spy movie by Melissa McCarthy. It was called Spy. Yeah, that. Where it's called Spy, yep. where he's the same character, but he's just extremely incompetent. <laughs> I did enjoy that film. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, Probably. I don't remember it. I think I saw it too. I know what you were trying to talk. About. I think um, what's his face? Uh, Jude Law's also in it. Right? Jude Law, yeah, as yes. a spy, right? Yeah, as like the guy that Melissa McCarthy has a crush on, but it's unrequited. Okay, that then was, it was generally good because it was Melissa McCarthy not relying on fat jokes to tell a narrative. Mm. Yeah, but she was being the angry girl, which was nice too, you know, against yeah. Jason Statham's character, which was fun. Yeah, yeah like the fun. joke was that, oh, she's too competent and too bloodthirsty to be a field agent, not that she was incompetent. It was a, a nice change, okay, not what yeah. I was expecting. I don't remember that movie at all. I remember watching it too. I like, think it's on Netflix, so you can probably check it out. I'm not going to check it out. <laughs> why would I? I got other things to watch through. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So anyway, shall we wrap this up? <laughs> I think we should. Yeah, we've actually dallied. We actually did this dance around these cars long enough. Okay, yeah, so we dragged this out just like the movie did. You know, this yes, movie is did. two hours and fifteen minutes long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it, um, it could have benefited from a very short runtime, maybe an hour and a half or so. But that's it. So, yeah. um, out of ten rocks, uh, how many skyscrapers is this? This is like that missing Amazon package. <laughs> Negative one. <laughs> I'm gonna be the generous one in the group. Uh, three, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, three transporters out of ten. Yeah. Three transporters out of ten. 
at, at the very least, even though there wasn't that much practical effects being used, it was entertaining, but again, this is what you expect from these films. Okay. Yeah, this, this guy didn't... Would you recommend people to pay hard money for this? Absolutely no. fucking not. <laughs> no. Stop rewarding this behavior. Yeah. We know like, it's going to make money. That's a sad part. So and yet, we're doing our conscious effort. I appreciate that you want to uh, like let people know how beautiful Samoa is. Make a travel documentary. Don't waste my fucking time in this movie by having the most tortured ass fucking segue to go there. Yeah, The Rock doing the nature documentary about Samoa. That would be cool. Or maybe it's been done before. Do you know? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know if The Rock can do anything with that caliber. It would be amazing though. Well, it would be a great nature commission. He's just in a corner just like flexing and like lifting weights while they're like trying to do a nature documentary. What's the wildlife in uh, Samoa like? But you want animals out there in Samoa? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know crabs like, there, but that's about it. It probably has like what birds and monkeys and stuff, right? Here we have a sea wild turtle. Ball. Wild <laughs> boar. Yeah. <laughs> Even the sea turtle like, raises an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Samoa. Yeah. Everything yeah. is a Morgan reason, I bro. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I think uh, one of the WWE uh, stars was in this movie. Oh, as well. Roman Reigns. He's actually Ro- Roman one of the. Roman Reigns, yeah. One, one, of the... one of the Samoans. Yeah, he's a, one of the Samoans. He's a relation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're both it. related. Yeah, uh, Roman Reigns is part of that uh, Rock's family. And uh, is he. Is, 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 do people like him? No, right? No, he... no, no. The WWE were trying their best to force push him as a hero. But he oh, got yeah. people booing him. I remember seeing that screen of like people just booing him for five solid minutes. Yeah. And it was so talk. bad. Yeah, it was so bad. The Rock had to make a short guest appearance in one of the WrestleManias to raise Roman Reigns' hand and just you know tell him, "Hey, he's a champion here. I give approval and shit." But like you know, that. you heard what happened to him, right? No, he had to retire. He had some like uh like I think it was leukemia, disease. right? If I remember, yeah. leukemia. Not, no, yeah. no, not leukemia. Um. So that was the and that, that's the sad thing. That's the only time people stood up and clapped when he announced that he has that's to retire. That's fucking tragic. Like, the, I know kayfabe is the big thing of wrestling, but like, come on, this is a real person doing their best to do a job. Like, come they on. They did clap for him at the end. So yeah, yeah the, when the he's going fans. off the yeah. off the pitch. Like, come on. No, but I'm saying also like because they tried so hard to make him a good guy, and the thing is, smart fans just don't buy it. Yeah, like, he was actually better in as as part of the shield, not so much as a lone wolf kind of character. Because of his moveset yeah, and his I mean, lack of charisma. I think it's also in the same lines of like, you know, it, the rock worked. Here we have somebody who is not only blood related, but kind of looks like him and yeah. is built like him. He has charisma. He, does, he has charisma and personality. But smart fans are like, no, no, you can't shovel this shit down our throats. We, can, you need to we have know. a much longer like, uh, redemption arc before you can do your face turn. Uh, I mean, like, not even that. It's just that it's that X factor. The thing about wrestling is, right, you can try as hard as you want to be a, like, you know, a face or even a heel, right? Like, even heels who don't quite pull, pull it off, right? Like, nobody cares. I mean, you got to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. And like, a heel Or even The Rock, as we discussed. Something He's... you want to root for. And you can't just force, like, a storyline. Like, oh, hey, Roman Reigns is a good guy. Like, uh, so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. You... And, but uh, anyway, yeah, let's hey. not talk about wrestling. I wanna, I'll save that for another episode. Hey, if you want to yeah. watch a good wrestling movie, watch Fighting With My Family. Actually, that was not bad. Yeah, I that like was good. Right. Yeah, that was good. I would have loved to see more, more nudity, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and who would play who's like the guy from Up Up Down Down uh, Austin Creed oh Austin Creed oh man <laughs> that whole debacle right yeah. mm. anyway uh, you know who we're talking about so yeah, yeah. Uh, friendly chat by let's the end this show yes, <laughs> why are we on. still going yeah I don't know why we're still talking about this I think it's cause I really didn't want to talk about this movie I'm gonna so... cut it all out I don't yeah. care alright fine <laughs> cool okay yeah. so this has been uh uh, box office uh, mediocrity, uh, etc. Tom, 
And this has been Not Quite Furious, Mr. Toffee. And this is World Champion of the World in Tekken and Street Fighter, and also in Fast and Furious Jumping, signing up. <laughs>